just started wholeheartedly admitting that I enjoy leopard print like a tacky, tacky 90s bitch. Yeah, that's you. It's okay, though. You pull it off. So, spill the tea or whatever the kids are saying these days. I think they're still saying spill the tea. I have no idea. Spill the beans! No, that was a thing from before tea! Damn, I was trying to be clever. Hmm, I've stopped trying to be clever. I want to be hip! Hip and with with it, you know, on the level with the youths. Young people, did I did it? Am I WAP now? <laughs> am I WAP now? Young people, am I WAP now? <laughs> I, That's just me 100% stealing Stephen Colbert's joke. Yeah. Because, again, we're just, we're old and we don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't need the fucking approval of the youths. I didn't need it when I was a youth, either. God, right? Teenagers are never cool, including and especially when I was one. Yeah. It's fun to pretend, though. Oh, it's fun to annoy them by being like, am I cool? Am I WAP now? On, like, to their face. And then they're just like, oh my god, that's so cringe. I'm gonna lose subscriber. <laughs> Why, are all our subscribers young cringies? I, oh, I no, that's Im- just an old. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I can't imagine, though. So. <laughs> well, no, we've got a handful of people. Most of them are Avery and his Smurf <laughs> accounts. <laughs> oh, Avery. Shout out to Avery. Shout out to Brews and Reviews. Y'all should be listening. Yeah. I might be on an episode coming up very soon. Speaking of d- nothing, let me start the show. Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and the nerd world in general. I'm making a lot of hand gestures. Nobody can see that. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> um, I am Bliss, and as always, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hi. Hi. Today, y'all, I need us to go ahead and mosey on over to the Hasbin Hotel Corner. Join me. Join me in my play place. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's that's how I'm saying it, goddammit. Alright, well then we're moving on. <laughs> Join me in my motherfucking play place. Oh my god. Um, y'all. Y'all. Y'all know I like Hasbin Hotel. Yes, we do. And for anybody out there who isn't aware of what Hasbin Hotel is, have you been paying attention to me in almost every single show. It is a... (laughs) It's an animated... Now it's a picked-up series, but it's a pilot on YouTube about the Princess of Hell trying to rehabilitate sinners. And it's dumb, and it's cute, and it makes a lot of, I don't know, jokes. It's a musical bit, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a musical. Yeah. It has a lot of potential. I think it'll be very interesting to see it played out. I do as well. And it, in fact, came out a year ago as of, um... As, uh... uh, Fucking, what day was Wednesday? The 28th of October. It had been out for a full year. Show's been out for a year. Everybody celebrated. Yay! And nothing dramatic happened at all. End of podcast. Thanks for joining us! Bye.
<laughs> no, uh, of course shit went down. It's the internet. So on the anniversary day, which also happened to be Vivian's birthday. Oh, right. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. It was her birthday. <laughs> yeah. They released the show on her birthday on purpose. Because it has been a thought project for her since she was in high school. That's so cute. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's very impressive that they managed to create a 30-minute pilot and put it out independently and without, like, studio assistance and... They did all the things. <laughs> yeah, and it's like really good and well well done and well animated and I mean I won't say it's without faults. It definitely there were animation flubs, little little ones. Nothing huge. Uh, every cartoon has little flubs like that. It's five million frames that have to be drawn and then strung together in sequence. So there's always gonna be a little little misstep here and there, but it's good. To the layman, not that I'm calling you a layman, Kelty, just to the average person, no, I'm a layman, it looks great. <laughs> I'm a layman to a lot of things, don't worry about it. I, I just really like animation. I really wanted to go into animation and voice acting when I was in high school. And then my parents crushed my dreams and made me go into the medical field. Hey, That's same. Fine. I mean, not the medical uh, field, they just crushed my dreams. <laughs> At least I got a degree out of it. Yeah, right? One that I can't use anymore because I can't go back to the medical field. Yeah. Not after what happened. Hooray. Let's not go into that, though. That's too dark for the show. Moving on. <laughs> so, with the fandom being the way it is, with the nature of fandoms in general, anniversaries, character birthdays, stuff like that tend to get celebrated by, you know, people creating fan art or fanfic or having some sort of event to celebrate it mm -hmm. as a community, you know? Yeah. And so a bunch of people, you know, all sat down and created fan gifts for Vivian and the has-been crew and the voice actors, and everybody was super excited. It had been out for a year. It meant a lot to a lot of people. That's so cute. And then at the same time, there was a group of people that planned a celebration of one particular ship for that day, which is fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, in, in theory. <laughs> Y'all know what Chalister is, right? I mean, the two of us do. Yeah, we do. I hate that it's so, called that, though. You know how I feel about portmanteaus. I mean, yeah, portmanteaus are, they're a thing. <laughs> they really suck for people with autism who think it's just another character. Just say the Well, names. I've run into some where it's fucking the same name from a completely different fandom, and I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? Oh that god, right. Absolutely happened to me, too, yeah. <gasps> or, like, god, like, in the fucking... Uh, One Direction fandom, and everybody called it Lilo. Like this one <laughs> ship was called Lilo, and so I constantly thought everybody was talking about Lilo and Stitch, but no. <laughs> also, one was called Larry, and when you found out that it was a ship name and not like a like another member of One Direction, yeah, I totally. Th <laughs> I thought there was a Larry in One Direction, but there wasn't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, for anybody who's unaware, Chalister is the ship between 
Charlie, the princess of hell, and Alistair, the radio demon. Mm-hmm. And it is a controversial ship, not necessarily because of the pairing, but because of the people who ship it. And not everybody, uh, I, I have to say this right up top, not every single Chalister shipper is a bad person. No. But there certainly are some. No, <laughs> and they ruin it for everyone. It's definitely one of those ships where, like, if you do ship it, you have to be like, I'm not like those other people. Apparently, <laughs> like, a weird climate in that shipping subculture. Mm. I have noticed that by the way some of them act and by the way others talk about them. Yeah. It's kind of like back in the day. Like, I don't know what it is like now because I will not go anywhere near the Avatar fandom now that it's on Netflix. Oof, but back no. in the Dizzy of like 2008, like Zutara shippers were like lepers. They were, no <laughs> one hung out with them because they were unfriendly and mean and just about a children's cartoon. So, you know, that's my gold standard for like awful, mean ship subcultures is old school Zutara. Mm-hmm. I feel like most fandoms have one. One ship that, you know, most people who ship it are kind of terrible. Yeah. But not every fandom is so lucky to have it be the main characters. <laughs> yeah. That's... And for a little background, a lot of people say, oh, it's problematic because it's homophobic. <laughs> because Charlie, the princess of hell is by and in relationship with a lesbian. And so having Charlie instead be in a relationship with a man is then... Homophobic. That's not what homophobic means. Just for the kids listening at home, that's not what homophobia is. It's not, but it sure is picking the hetero ship over the queer ship. Oh yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, that happens. It does. And I mean, I don't personally enjoy it. I don't like how much shit Charlie's partner Vaggy gets because I like Vaggy and she gets a lot of shit. Yeah, I like Vaggy too. I don't like her name. Like, you know, I hate the name. The name is awful to say, but like, why when there's only one pilot that exists and she has, I don't know, I'm going to say like 25 to 30 speaking lines. Mm -hmm. Why do people hate this character so much that hasn't done anything? Especially because she's, like, funny and supportive girlfriend and... Oh, no, she's not a supportive girlfriend according to people, Kelty. She is abusive because she gets angry. And also, that's racist because she's Latinx and Latin people are always stereotyped as being angry. So how dare this Latinx character have a moment... Of emotion when something fucks up her day. (laughs) How dare she be defensive or get angry? Wait, but it doesn't even fuck up her day. It fucks up her girlfriend's day and that's why she's upset. Also, isn't... Pardon my ignorance, but how is she Latina? She's a hell demon. No, Vaggie's, uh, she died. She's in hell because she, well, there's a lot of speculation, but she's a mortal soul that came 
oh, to hell okay. in like That's, 2016. That part's very confusing for me. So I am sorry that I will immediately forget what you just told me and then ask again. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's not a lot of um. There's not a lot of content, so it's it's all a little ambiguous right now. Yeah, but she is a Latinx character and. She gets angry at two points. And both of them are in defense of Charlie. Yep. That's, that but, feels pretty supportive to me, but I guess... Also, fuck me, I guess. Having seen the pilot, everyone's pretty angry at some point. Except maybe Alistair. But he's kind of... He's he's so rage-happy, question mark, <laughs> that he does murder another person. So. Yeah. And Charlie. Charlie is happy all the time. Charlie gets into a fight on live TV. <laughs> Freaks out at the news lady. That's right. That, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. I can't believe I forgot about that. Uh, it's a fun scene. It was well done. I yeah. like Charlie. Where was it going with this? Oh, eh, okay. So Chalister. There is a huge ship war between the cannon ship of Charlie Vaggy or Chaggy. Nope. Oh my God. Don't call it that. For the rest of this podcast, please. No, uh, no, no portmanteaus. Thanks. <laughs> Do me a solid. The ship war. Let's start there. Let's start at the beginning with the ship wars. You have the big three ships in the fandom. You have the cannon, Charlie Vaggy. You have Charlie Alistair. And then you have Alistair... Angel. Mm-hmm. And again, only one of those is canon. <laughs> and only one of those will probably ever be canon. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I ship Alistair Angel. I do not think it is going to happen by any stretch of the imagination. But there's only been the pilot, so who knows? In episode two, they might make out or something. Also, like, forgive me for being an old, but like, you know, being canon, who cares? Doesn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Just write oh. your shit and leave it alone. Like, just leave people alone. The people alone. who ship Charlie Alistair care. They I'm care sure a they lot. Do. I've noticed that very much in that, one, they seem to hate Busy Pop, the showrunner. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. conversely and contradictorily, they seem to view canon as, like, total validation of the, like, the true events or of their cartoon show or whatever <laughs> about demons in hell who fucking swear a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, even if any of those relationships, except obviously the canon one, never, like, happen in terms of, like, a long-term romantic partnership... I wouldn't be surprised if very quickly every single member of the main cast sleeps with one another, <laughs> just because that seems to be the kind of show we have here. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just I've never really understood the like need for canon validation, and maybe this is because every time I've ever shipped anything, really, it's been gay, and I'm from a I'm from a generation where like you know. Gay's not real, so 
so it just doesn't ever happen. The closest I had for years, and this is incredibly recent, is House and Wilson driving off into the sunset together. On with, fucking motorcycles. On, mo- on motorcycles while Wilson was dying of cancer. And that that was basically canon to me. I was like, oh wow, my ship was canon. That's just how I I read that. And everybody else can just... Who cares what they think? I'm enjoying my show. Well, actually, I, I mean, wasn't anymore at that point. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. The closest I've gotten is the two characters I shipped walking towards the camera in a boy band line standing next to each other (laughs) in the final shot. And I went, there we go. They didn't end up with anyone else and they're standing next to each other. That's enough. Yep. I mean, yeah, like grew up in a way where that was just, that was the closest we would get. Okay. So the Charlie Allister shippers super care. They have written petitions i don't know who for because (laughs) (laughs) a little insane (laughs) that's not how content creators decide typically what to make but sure Mm -hmm. they have written threats they have sent vivian fanfic and demands via email Tweets. I don't think they've actually mailed her anything, but I don't know. I'm not her. I would not be surprised. (laughs) And they have gone so far as now that the show has been picked up by A24 to start pestering A24 about their demands to make their ship canon, which is unfortunate. I don't really... It just seems a little weird, I guess. Another thing... This happens a lot. This is not new. But when when people just ship characters because they've been in the same room, like I don't mm. really <laughs> I don't really get what that is. But like fine. I just I mean Charlie and Alistair dance together in one scene. So I guess. And it's tenuous to base a ship off, but I gotta admit I've based a ship off less. Also, have I, yeah. Yeah, I guess you two have. (laughs) (laughs) I I shipped two characters that were never in the room at the same time. (laughs) I know you have, Bliss. (laughs) But it it made sense. The line of through thought, it... Anyway, so, yeah. Getting back to the anniversary... That was the day that a group of Charlie Allister shippers decided to celebrate with a Charlie Allister ship day. So the current the current take is that it was a simple misunderstanding and an accident that the people who decided to orchestrate the ship day on the anniversary of the show, as well as it being Vivian's birthday, was just a simple misunderstanding. Mm. I have seen evidence that would point to otherwise, but, you know, again, I'm not these people. I don't know what they were actually thinking. Personally, I think it's tacky. Mm-hmm. I think it's tacky and gross to make a actual anniversary day about your ship, especially considering the temperament 
of what your ship group has brought to the fandom, but I didn't orchestrate it. Fair enough. This immediately started some drama, though, because a bunch of people started announcing, oh, well, today is Charlie Allister Day. Oh, today is Charlie Allister Day. And everybody then in turn, because the ship war is still very fresh, got really, really defensive. And there are a lot of younger teens who are a fan of the show, but there are some, you know, adults too. That's adult animation. It's very, very M-rated, yes. Yeah. I, I understand that teens get defensive when adults get defensive like that over a ship. I... I get confused. Like, what are you doing with your actual life? (laughs) How are things going at home? In general. (sighs) So it it popped off right away. Right away. And as most fandoms do, people started bombarding the creator with demands of, well, you have to take this side. No, you have to take our side. You have to make a public statement. You have to do this. You have to do that. It was her goddamn birthday and the anniversary, first one year anniversary of the whole fucking show. So, yeah. Vivian did make a couple comments, none directly. They were actually all through replies to people on the crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not going to name names of any of the crew members because I don't personally like dragging people by reading their tweets. If you know, you know, but I'm not gonna just oust people on my minor podcast. Uh, but so one of the crew members tweeted to the effect of, I can't believe that they would pick today for a ship day. To which Vivian replied, I never thought I'd mute a ship tag for my own show, but sometimes the disrespect is too strong. Yeah. And that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> I just have to say, I like, ship days, something that happens in fandom now? I guess, I don't know. Like, when I was back in my fucking day, <laughs> every day was ship day. Yep. Every day was the day I wanted it to be <laughs> for that ship. Again, this is something I think that's really come about when people first started being like no my ship needs to be canon they started being really aggressive towards everybody else whereas back in the day like not to say there weren't ship wars but generally speaking most people just kind of stayed in their own fucking sandbox and were like this is my favorite ship i'm gonna ride a thousand fix la 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 and nobody cared about there were definitely ship wars like I know that you didn't partake, but they they absolutely happened. But, I don't know, there weren't, like, calendar dates associated with them. No, Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, they definitely existed, but it didn't seem quite so, like, a line drawn in the sand. Like, you have to stay on that side, and I have to stay on this side, and we'll just glare at each other until the show's over. I don't know, it just kind of feels a little flat and weird. Well, so... I have definitely participated in ship weeks where it was just sort of a celebration with prompts like, hey, we're picking this week and we have seven prompts. So if you want to join in, a bunch of people are going to and we can all see what we all come up with with these different prompts. 
So I've seen that before. I've never seen one specific day picked out just to celebrate one specific ship Mm -hmm. without any actual prompting other than this day is about this ship, (laughs) goddammit. And you're not allowed to have any fun on this day unless you support this ship. After Vivian's tweet, a bunch of people got mad and they started, instead of saying anything to Vivian, they started attacking this particular crew member. Who then felt really bad. So, they tweeted, I can't believe I started a fire. Didn't mean to stir any jimmies. (laughs) Didn't tag anything for that reason. Just tweeting my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing about Twitter is you don't have to tag things explicitly anymore. Uh -uh. You can search and search a tag and it'll bring up just tweets that have that word in it. Uh Mm-hmm. So Vivian replied to this tweet uh-huh. saying, it's fine, heart. Uh, none of us have insulted the ship. I think if people can't see how making this a special day about any ship is bad, look, that's on them. And I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, uh, again, stirred the pot. Uh, unintentionally or intentionally, hard to say. I can see where Vivian would be getting really frustrated with this particular group of people who ship this thing because they are very, very aggressive about it. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the new norm in fandom these days is if we scream loud enough and demand and stomp our feet, we'll get what we want. And that's not how content should work. Uh, and we've talked about that before. I just, if the creator has a vision, then that's the vision they should stick to, not yes. to whatever the 14-year-old watching the show thinks should happen. Don't change for your fans, etc. Absolutely. And I know <laughs> that, like, you know, God, as far back as, like, you know, Star Trek and fucking Sherlock Holmes, like, the OG Sherlock Holmes stories... People have written, like, contacted authors and writers directly with their demands for the story. But, I don't know. I guess the the ubiquity now of Twitter, particularly, like all social media, but particularly Twitter, just makes it so much easier for just any random jagoff to barge into a creator's space and be like, do what I want. Mm-hmm. Which, again... For me, when I saw a story of any sort, book, movie, TV show, that I was like, man, I might have preferred if this happened, that was the fucking point of fanfiction. You were expected to fucking write it your goddamn self, even if it sucked, even if you you were a shitty writer. Yep. That was, that's, that's where the impetus for fanfiction originates. Yep. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that turned a corner, because I just, it isn't until, or at least I didn't notice it, until the Sherlock fandom. That definitely took a turn. Yeah. It was like this sort of late aughts, early teens, kind of utopic vision of what social media was going to be. We're like, oh, all the barriers to entry are gone. We can all freely share our ideas. Like, before the true horror of the internet had affected most normies mm. who were who were still new, new young fawns to the internet. 
yeah, like a lot of early fandoms and fa- and like creators tried to be like chummy with their with their fan groups, and that never ends well. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I guess it just when fandom started becoming a thing that creators openly interacted with, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I and actually like, and, and like championed and supported mm-hmm. because you know they wanted their money and not I guess the Anne Rice approach, which mm-hmm. is to litigate and sue them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still want their money, just in a just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of devolved from there. The Charlie Alistair shippers got very aggressive. People then in turn felt they needed to be aggressive back. And as a ship wars want to do, it just spiraled out of control until finally people started screaming, enough, enough, please. The Charlie Alistair shippers didn't mean it. Mm. When definitely some of them meant it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of suicide baiting. There was a lot of homophobic comments thrown around. It it got ugly really fast. That's all old school fandom stuff too. Like mm-hmm. again, early aughts, like mm-hmm. suicide baiting and homophobic slurs over ships. That's that's yeah. so old. Like everything old is new again. I feel like fucking I don't know. Fucking, nothing is, is it, new is under it, the sun. I was gonna say, is it King Solomon who says that in the Bible? Like, no, there's nothing I new under so. the sun. Yeah. Anyway, I, I feel like that fucking old <sighs> fuck boy with his 500 wives and 800 concubines, and it's just too <laughs> fire, too tired from fucking all the time. <laughs> that eventually, every once in a while, he chops a baby in a half. <laughs> if I remember Sunday school correctly. <laughs> Did my job. Back to fucking. <laughs> Um, so it fizzled out. Enough big name fans came out and said their piece about, you know, getting along and it's the one year anniversary and it's Vivian's birthday and you're all hurting her feelings. And that was sort of enough of a guilt for a lot of people to stop. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there were the people that didn't want to stop the fighting, as any war is wont to do. No, man, you never give up on a good flame war. And so there were a lot of comments thrown around. I know I shared several with y'all. I think my favorite worst tweet was by somebody who genuinely does not like Vivzy Pop, but likes the ship and not the show. So not Vivzy Pop, not the show, just the two characters. That Are we sure that's like just not a troll? Like, I know who you're talking about. And it just no. 100% to me seems like a troll. I don't know who No, 100%. They've been, they've been like that for a while. I haven't followed them, but I follow people who do. And you know how Twitter does the thing where it shows you other people's liked tweets. Again, another feature of Twitter that I hate. But I hate no, that. It's awful. And it should at least be optional. Like Twitter, right? if you're, if you're going to have it, if it's going to be like that fucking U2 album that Apple put on everyone's uh, iPods. Let me delete it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what people like. I only... I, if they liked it, that meant they didn't want to show it. Yeah. If they wanted to share it, they would have retweeted it. Yep. <laughs> Twitter gave you two different functions to share stuff. Yep. And like, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be on the side of Ted Cruz, but... <sighs> don't want to accidentally let people know that I liked stepmom porn on 9-11. Yeah. 
<laughs> On that note, fuck you, Ted Cruz. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wish he wasn't a senator from my state. Uh, me too. So the tweet that I was talking about, Kelty, was mm. the one where somebody said, and I'm paraphrasing, but don't humiliate yourself in front of her. Don't lick her asshole. Oh. Uh, essentially, yeah, just saying people were throwing themselves oh, I do all over themselves. Tweet. Yeah, to apologize and make her happy when you shouldn't have to make her happy because she's terrible and she's racist and she's a pedophile and she's into bestiality and all these other things that they accuse Vivian of from f- content way back in like 2015. <laughs> Great. Love it. I mean, these people will threaten you with that shit just because without you, evidence. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're like, I think that's wrong. And they're like, well, fuck you, pedophile. So, okay. Well, and if anybody's interested, at non DZ, D E E Z Y, did a wonderful breakdown of the accusations against Vivzy Pop. And essentially debunking the allegations. Uh All the popular ones anyway. So, and it was fairly recent. It was end of last year. So, if you're curious, no, Vipsy Pop is not a pedophile or into bestiality, but... Bestiality, pedophile. Uh, Yeah, God, that's like some uh, QAnon shit. uh, Uh, Vipsy has also had to apologize and uh, make public statements, essentially defending herself over this shit. Of course. And it, it's sad. It's sad how many people like what she's made, but hate her for things that she didn't do. <sighs> Welcome to fucking the internet. And yeah. Yeah. people with sixth grade reading levels being asked to do critical thinking. Oh. God. So it fizzled out after that, for the most part. There were still the people three days later continuing the flame war. But it had, you know, contained itself to a small brush fire. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the drama was then left there. People have recently been bringing up her past allegations, trying to reignite that drama. But nobody really seems interested in taking that bait right now, which I'm kind of impressed by. I don't know if they're just too tired from the original fight to get into it again. But more likely, actually, Uh. it's because on Halloween, the new episode of Hell of a Boss dropped, which sparked its own drama. Well, and let me just say, there's so much going on in the fucking world right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. I don't have fucking time to be part of your ship war. Nope. I'm too tired, man. Nope. I got a lot going on. It's why I'm... (laughs) I dipped my toe in. For half a second, not even into the drama, I asked somebody to tag some posts they'd put up on Twitter. I saw that. Two hours after the show had come out as mm-hmm. spoilers because I was spoiled. <laughs> and then I was told I was an asshole because they can't edit tweets. And how dare I suggest that what they posted was spoilers because it's on YouTube and it's been up for two hours. And if people haven't watched it, that's their fault. <laughs> so... I got real mad and gave up on that. <laughs> that sounds legit. Sounds pretty par for the course for fandom mm-hmm. etiquette nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, that blows my mind, not to completely, you know, derail, but isn't that common courtesy? 
Isn't it just straight up common courtesy? It, it used to be. To tag spoilers. I think what's happened is again, I have I have a big time belief that the ubiquity of social media and internet spaces into everyone's lives now have kind of flooded these subcultures, as you will, uh, not even just fandom, but you know, other internet subcultures too. Where for a long time it was a very laborious learning process to like learn the social etiquette of these subcultures mm-hmm. and to how they conducted themselves and how how the actual social culture of these cultures operated and with things like you know jokes and abbreviations and memes and things like that and now because anyone with a twitter can just search their favorite movie or show or whatever they just fucking barge right into that space and are upset when the people already there are conducting themselves a certain way and they don't like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people realize how underground fandom used to be even five years ago. Yep. I mean, we were all there when people started actively talking about fandom, both in public and to the normies. And to the fucking, to the creators and to the actors and bothering them with, like, fandom drama. Like it was absolutely the most batshit cringe I've ever seen. That is still unfathomable to me. I but I cannot believe that someone had that whole thought of I will bother this actor or this writer or this director or whoever with my fandom bullshit, whatever it is, and expect a positive reaction. Yep. Yeah, no. I just remember I was um in a creative writing class like five ish years ago and one of the girls in the class mentioned Harry Potter fan fiction and then looked to me, I think probably <laughs> because I I was nerdy looking. Like and in solidarity. Yeah, and was like, right? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because in my <laughs> in my experience in my ex- threw her under the bus. Yeah. Well you deny any knowledge of fandom in public spaces. In all instances. Yeah. Because in my in the past, you did that so that you didn't get fucking killed by some mm-hmm. biff motherfucker. That's just you just kept your fucking head down. Yeah, you, if you were a nerd who was a target for bullying and harassment, you didn't then go let everyone know exactly how nerdy you were. Yeah, like what kind? Like it? it I think. Again, if I put on my tin hat for a minute, this correlates directly with, like, the rise of the Marvel movies in popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, superhero movies went from being, like, kind of dweeby with, uh, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Batman Begins happened, and it was kind of cool and a little darker, but it was still a pretty moderate success. Mm-hmm. And then, like, bam, in the same year, Iron Man and the Dark Knight comes out, and comic book superheroes the dweebiest thing of all time becomes like the most mainstream pop culture fixation for 10 years yeah and yeah and it just i think another thing too is just that people started to like twitter twitter became a thing that everybody had facebook became a thing that everybody had and so people were like i'm on the internet i am nerdy and like (laughs) sure and I'm not, like, trying to say, like, you don't know what a real nerd is. Like, that's not... I'm not trying to defend my 
my reality here as if it's something good. But, I mean, having a Facebook and a Twitter is different from what I I did as a child. Yeah. Like, you, you don't understand the underground fanfiction nature of being into Interview with a Vampire, even. Shout out to Anne Rice. We went behind your back. I mean, we've already had a shout out to Anne Rice. But yeah, like, a very, like, how much of a very real threat it was of you getting sued over fanfiction. Yeah. That's something that X-Files did. That's something that Anne Rice did. That's something that Anne McCaffrey did. Like, it's it was an actual legal peril. Yes. And actually it's funny because I actually remember a few years back seeing a post on Tumblr that was like, I love it when people have a disclaimer on their fic, like they didn't write it. Like, obviously we know. And it's like, Holy shit. You don't get it. Like I hadn't even realized that kids had aged and gotten on the internet in a time past that like ao3 having lawyers to protect us so that we don't have to put that in everything we write Mm -hmm. isn't just for funsies Yeah, yeah it's it's new it's really new and these kids are like i get it like i know what fan fiction is and it's like yeah okay but you don't really remember or are aware of or are aware of the history like just be a little bit more aware of your history that's all i'm asking of children any history that's what i not even fandom just pick up a fucking history book yep any history book yep that is my challenge to anyone 20 or younger yep read any history book please please do and if you, if you do it, I'll fucking suck you off. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you'll get you'll get some kind of reward. Yeah, I'll send you some sick swag. Yeah, that's me. That's my effort to making the world a better place. One fucking sloppy blowjob at a time. I mean, I think if a lot of people actually got off, the world would be a better place. But God, no kidding. I mean, certainly those angry teenagers. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to fucking well, uh, husband. No, on, I mean, on the <laughs> same vein. <laughs> <laughs> on the same vein, though, I think there isn't enough fear in children on the internet. I don't think they take it seriously and think it's a safe space. Dude, I think right? they genuinely think it's a safe space. Dude, right? And I know that we were raised with, like, Finally, computers were in our home and we could access the internet and, like, we understood it about the same amount that our parents did. The so we didn't talk to strangers. Highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they used to have that, like, friends explain the internet to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, did they? People entertain their fucking toddlers with iPhones. Yeah, that's true. They just put on the YouTube. fucking crib. These kids have access to the internet. That's so not great. But, like, it's something that's really alarming me. And I I think I mentioned this in the last episode. But the fact that children are putting minor in their Twitter bios, like Mm -hmm. a giant flag that says, please target me, pedophiles. And then they they think that that's making them safe. They think that pedophiles will respect that. Yeah. They think that pedophiles are otherwise upstanding individuals who will will leave them alone. 
Yeah. And not that they're people who will also pretend to be minors to get close to them and then lie to them until they have ability to get to them and harm them. Here's the whack thing for me. And not even in my lifetime. I'm going to say inside of 15 years. It has gone from the internet is scary. Anyone could be on it. You could be talking to murderers and rapists and thieves, blah, blah, blah. Never tell anyone where you live. Never tell anyone your real name. Never tell anyone identifiable information on the internet. Like, under threat of death. Do not ever, for any reason. This was, this was the attitude that my parents had toward me when I was first getting in on the internet you know, 2002, 2003, around the time that I was 13, 14. Mm-hmm. This is pre-Facebook, this is pre-Twitter, this is pre-YouTube. And so kind of like within five to six years, there's like early social media. There's MySpace, there's Zanga, there's in, in Canada, we had something called Nexopia, all free Facebook social media platforms mm-hmm. where you could put up like your real name, you could put up some photos, but even then, like, and you could restrict who had access to it was mm-hmm. the important thing. Yeah, that and was then really Facebook, important. Twitter, YouTube comes on, and kind of in the last five years, I have seen the transition to everyone operates on the internet under their true verifiable identity. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking crazy to me. No. I, I cannot imagine being on the internet as myself, you know, Kendra last name, mm-hmm. and having everything I say and do be traceable back to me. Oh, yeah. That's bonkers. The only account I have that is under my real name is my Instagram account because I don't have a face and nothing else I want people to be able to know is me. Yep. So, like, yeah, I have a boring vanilla Instagram account. That's where people from real life can find me, I guess, if they want. But, goddamn, like, I don't know what caused this shift to happen. I'm guessing mostly Facebook? Mm Mm-hmm. Just where the idea was like, you know, a yearbook, but online. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And (laughs) everybody. And now, like, because these juggernauts have dominated so much of the web space, like, there are whole websites I cannot access because I don't have a Facebook account. And I refuse to have one. So there's just sections of the web that are cut off to me because... They've, they've killed these littler sites, and now they now your Facebook profile is like your goddamn internet driver's license. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it in some places, you're no access for you. And, like, that is unbelievable to me. I don't know why, I guess, people just grew up with that always being the standard practice, and they're like well, you can't be anonymous on the internet, and, like, they just accept that as the way things run. Whereas, to me, for a long time, it was totally the opposite, and I refuse to be comfortable with this notion that we should... you should operate under your true identity on the internet. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I had a fake name 
for, I think, maybe 15 years on the internet. Because I've been on the internet longer than a lot of you kids <laughs> have even been alive. Um, but I was under a fake name. I won't even tell you that fake name, because I don't want you to find it. Um, it's a very common name, but I'm still not going to say it. Um, Jenny. Nope. Katie. Don't guess. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna guess it. And even if you guess right, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually very easy to lie when you can't see my face through the shadow and I I just have to say no into the microphone. <laughs> you can't tell. But I yeah, I was very anonymous growing up. To the point where I had a whole fake identity with fake parents and fake siblings and a fake life. <laughs> I thought that the more minute details that I had, the harder it would be to find out that I was actually lying. And I had this whole life that I just got to make up. And the fact that kids today don't think that I can still do that with just whatever I want, that's sad for you. Isn't that like... Arthur, the cartoon, is still going on. And there's... I have not seen the episode, but there's a meme where, like, you know, it's Buster and Arthur are learning about the internet. And the screen cap is something... He's, like, sitting at his computer. He's like, you really think someone would go on the internet like that and tell lies? Yep. <laughs> and just the innocence of that is, mm -hmm. is... Yeah, I guess that's where a lot of teenagers operate nowadays on the internet. I guess. If you were born in the year, you know, 2004, and you don't know a, like, Ew. and you don't know a pre-Facebook internet, it doesn't occur to you that there is another another way. Isn't that crazy? Are we going to talk more about the drama? Uh, the drama. Okay. Circle back. <laughs> Before we get to the drama, let me, it's super close to the end, but whatever. Ad break! Money! Spend it! <laughs> <laughs> Click them links. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, back to the drama. So it's frustrating because, you know, like every time a fandom has a war, it starts to die out. People want to distance themselves from it. They start chastising people who were involved in the first place, forgetting that you can just go back and look at their Twitter to see how involved they were. Because if you don't delete those tweets... Another thing, kids. The internet is forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, people can just uh, get receipts and take screen caps. Much like I do for this show. That's I, I do mean. all the time, yeah. The internet is forever. Even and especially if you delete something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. If you delete something, it just further solidifies that you said it. It's called the Streisand Effect, mm -hmm. and it's over 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of people passing around a handful of specific names saying, you know, oh, well, if you interact with this person, unfriend yeah. me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you're a bad person, blah, blah, blah. And then people coming mm -hmm. up and being like, no, no, you know, I, it's fine. You know, I disagree with them, but let's not make it a big deal. And... The basic internet drama. Yeah. What frustrates me is the show hasn't even actually come out yet. I think a lot of people don't understand what a pilot is. <laughs> because that's what we have right now. It is yep. a pilot episode. And I think that that was really confusing for a lot of people. Because Hell of a Boss, also, they originally put out their pilot. 
And then just last week, they put out their first episode. And that's their first episode. So they're starting the clock. One. Mm-hmm. There are different voice actors for good reasons in several cases. And that was very jarring for a lot of people because in part, they had gotten to know some of these voice actors through podcasts run by the crew and other voice actors. So they started to like these people and follow them online and, you know, fan over them. I don't like things that are different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Now the show comes out and there's uh, two... Two new voice actors involved. And I've seen a lot of complaints over, you know, oh, well, you know, she's not doing the voice right. No, she's doing the voice right. They have a voice director in the show that the creator has to meet with to sign off on what the character should sound like. And then the voice director works with the voice artists. She's she's giving her professional compensated performance. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she is doing the voice right. Yep. She's she is the the originator of that performance. Oh. She's she's the canon voice. And I feel bad because what happened was Vivian really has stated more than once. She really enjoys being able to spread voices out amongst multiple actors instead of in the way that a lot of animated features do have like a handful of actors that do all 90 voices. She Mm -hmm. does her best to staff as many voice actors as she can so that each character can have an individual voice actor. Mm -hmm. I think that's neat. I think that's neat because, and uh, you can debate me on this, not y'all specifically, other no, hypothetical people. I can tell. I can tell when it's the same voice actor. I can tell who it is by their voice, even if they're putting on a accent. I I like animation. I pay attention and I watch things more than once. I can I can tell oh, who's yeah, doing too. the voice. <laughs> Especially I don't think most people know this, but the American animation industry is a fucking small pond. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of like full-time voice actors out there for it, which is why actually um, uh, a cartoon that does a similar thing, they, they reuse some voice actors, but very, very occasionally but they have a lot of characters and most of them had a dedicated voice actor and it's Bojack Horseman. Yeah. She mentioned that specifically. Yeah. And that really made the world feel like it was populated by people that we only saw once in a while. Uh-huh. And of course there was the handful of Patton Oswalt doing multiple voices, but that didn't necessarily bother me when everybody else was so different. You know? Well, yeah. And he, he wasn't like a series regular. He would come in and do kind of like, one or two one-off characters, and then he had one character who appears probably half a dozen times. Uh-huh. Oh, the little penguin. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not like you had one character who was there all the time with Pat Oswald's voice, and then suddenly a new character would show up with the exact same, very identifiable voice, Mm-mm. and we had to pretend like it wasn't it wasn't this guy we hear all the time. Yeah. Well, so, for example, and this is one people I think will disagree with me on, 
Billy West in Futurama played at least three characters. He played yeah. Fry, he played Fonsworth, and he played uh, Zoidberg. And people will be like, well, if, if you're listening, you wouldn't realize that Fry and Zoidberg are the same voice actor. To which I say, fuck you. I can tell. <laughs> no, I mean, so can I. Like, yeah. I, I was surprised the first time I learned that. But it's also, yeah, if you are like me, someone who has watched Futurama many, many times, mm-hmm. just tiny inflections and rhythms and speech patterns, yeah, they they become they become apparent. And Billy West is a very talented voice actor, and yeah, I I was able to tell, but he's probably like he's the gold standard for having someone do multiple main characters. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. like even though you can tell when you're Fergie and weird like the three of us are, it is harder than, like, you know, cow and chicken, where they're all the same voice. Oh, yeah, something a la Family Guy, where it's all the same person. Yeah. Well, and, like, Gravity Falls. Uh, Alex Hirsch played Bill Cipher and Grunkle Stan. And Mm -hmm. while, yes, those are different sounding voices, it's very easy, incredibly easy, I would say, to identify that that is the same fucking person talking. (laughs) True, but I will say that for Gravity Falls, that kind of was a loophole because it kind of made it seem more like Bill Cipher wasn't real. It made sense for it to be the same voice actor and it was okay because it made Bill seem more mysterious and ethereal, like he didn't exist necessarily. Maybe it was was going crazy. Yeah, like what if it was just Dipper going crazy? Because it had the same voice actor as the uncle, the grunkle, great uncle. Uh, Back to Halava. They cast a different voice actor for Millie because in the pilot, they had the same uh, voice actor who did Luna also play Millie. So once Brandon and Vivian, you know, got their shit together post pilot, and started production, that was one of the first things Vivian said she was going to do was recast Millie because she loved the voice actor, but she wanted to give another voice actor a chance to come in for the second character. She didn't need the two main characters, the two main female characters to be played by Mm -hmm. one person. (laughs) Yeah. Give somebody else a job. Exactly. Yeah. Make it so that the female characters, when talking to each other, aren't just one woman going back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, it's fine. It's fine. I just get it's not fine. frustrated. I just get so frustrated with people who think everything is going to stay the same. Like in this specific situation that a pilot is a reflection of what the actual show is going to be like. Go look at the Steven Universe pilot. Go look at the fucking Simpsons pilot. Go look at the Family oh Guy God. pilot. Or the Futurama pilot. Yes, the Futurama pilot had the ability to bleed into the series, much like the Hell of a pilot can bleed into the series. But it's not always going to be what the pilot was. <laughs> it's mm. not. That's, yeah. that's, that's just not how it works. <laughs> Simpsons is a great example because like, for like four seasons, they had completely different voices. Mm-hmm. Simpsons, though, is also just forever and always changing. And also yeah. always not changing. 
Yeah, but I again, in the way that American animation is a small pond, I don't think a lot of people realize how underfunded most of it is. Mm-hmm. And it's usually just flying by the seat of your pants, yep. and things change on a fucking dime because we don't have the goddamn money. And, yeah. like, Invader Zim is one I can think of where there's, there's just whole episodes of that show where the animation is just wrong. Yep. And they just did not correct it because they did not have the time or money. Nope. And it's just kind of part of the weird humor of it now. But, yeah, that was, that was a mid-2000s animated series where, yeah, like, there's just, there's just huge mistakes in that show. <laughs> also, fun fact about The Simpsons is out of the main cast, I'm pretty sure there's only one uh, person who only does one voice, and that's uh, Lisa. Yardley Smith only does Lisa. And she she's done, like, a couple, like, one-off characters, but generally speaking, she only does Lisa because it's just her real voice. A little higher. Everybody else does like five or six. Well, yeah. Speaking of voice actors who do five or six voices in one show that people think, you know, oh, you can't tell the difference. Hank Azaria. I love him. I love him. I can absolutely always tell that that's his voice. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And I'm glad that he's stepping back and doing way less voices now. I think that's great. I think that's a very cool societal progression that, you know, the industry is making decisions or being bullied into them. Either way, I take it. (laughs) Yeah. So that essentially was the has-been hotel drama from last week. None of this, again, is going in-depth into why people don't like Vivian. Straight up, just this one fandom war happened, and it was messy, and... (laughs) Both sides took casualties. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. And when the fucking show comes out, everybody, hold on to your pants, because the fandom will explode again. I'm sure there will be something different. Oh, baby, I'm ready. And children, yeah, children cannot handle change. I'm super excited for this show, honestly, because... It's been a while since there was a fandom as messy as this one. Right? And... And a fandom as messy as this one that I just have no interest in engaging with at any point in time while still enjoying the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, now that I've mentioned Invader Zim, now there was a hostile creator-fan relationship. Yeah. Jonan Vasquez just full-on hates the fans of, his, of Invader Zim. I'd hate them, too. Oh, God. That was a, that was a good time. Speaking of toxic fandoms... Invader Zim was a was a dark place. <laughs> Two thousand and one was a dark time. <laughs> uh, and it was darker on the. <gasps> Did you ever watch that thing about how they had to um, they had to reanimate one scene in Invader Zim? Nope. Yeah, they did because yeah. the twin towers happened, and they were going to have um, some sort of plane crash or spaceship trash. Spaceship, yeah, yeah. They were going to have an alien spaceship crash into the towers. Into a skyscraper. I into, don't know if it yeah, was the it Twin might, Towers. Might but not yeah, have been Twin Towers. That, that happened. Yeah, no, I'm not the actually... The only time they fixed an animation mistake. In <laughs> <laughs> that said, as as hateful as Jonan is to his creation, I loved it. 
So no, totally love the Mayor's <laughs> Inn. Just uh, boy, howdy, was he not quiet about how much no. he hated everyone who watched that show? Yeah, but like that was also my first experience into like looking at the fandom and being like, how these bad. people suck. Yeah, because again, like I was like twelve. When Invader Zim came out, I had been in fandom back when fandom wasn't really a a tangible thing, but I had been in it since I was like eight or nine. And back when fanfiction was like a a site-by-site case, you couldn't really go to one spot. Like, this was even before fanfiction.net, let alone AO3. You had web rings. Yeah. Yeah, the underground web rings and shit. And And this was like early Lord of the Rings days, like that early 2001 internet. Yeah. Yeah. Lord of the Rings fan sites. It was rough. Their web rings. And I was like, I was into some really bad fandoms, like, you know, Tenchi Muyo. Like, you want to know a bad fandom. Uh, Harem anime fandom of the late 90s is pretty fucking bad. But, uh, like, I was eight, so I didn't care. But Invader Zim, that was the first time that I was like, ooh, yeah, yikes. And I think that's why I keep it to myself when out in public. And people are like, fanfiction? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh my god, (laughs) can I share one? You were there with me, I think, Kelty, maybe. I'm pretty sure I was. I was with you a lot. I mean, I rarely left the house without you, but... (laughs) Uh, So, back in the Sherlock fandom, when uh, Omegaverse was on the rise, Kelty and I, I believe... Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course I know what we're talking about. Yeah. That was one of the most horrific experiences of my life. (laughs) So, Kelty and I went to a uh, fan meetup in... Austin for Sherlock fans in public in a (laughs) restaurant in real Um, life with other fans. So much regret. Oh no. So much regret. (laughs) Sherlock fans. (laughs) So here we are in this, uh, it's a pub style restaurant called Baker street. So it was appropriate. And here Mm -hmm. were all these Mm -hmm. fangirls. And I'm talking like the, when you think of a fangirl, it's this type of girl. (laughs) Yeah. Loudly in a restaurant debating the differences in Omegaverse and whether or not things like a beta scented body wash could cover up Omega scent. Oh my god! <laughs> While adults at other tables just looked <laughs> on in horror. Oh my god. Talking about knots. Talking about what? knots and cum. While and people uh, are eating. <laughs> I would have fucking killed myself. <laughs> people were eating. I watched a woman put a fucking bite of food in her mouth and then stop chewing. <laughs> And I was like, I can't be here. Honestly, I hate this. It was the first time outside of going to like a actual convention where I'd interacted with people from a fandom that I liked. And it was also the first time interacting for me personally in person with that fangirl TMCR brand and realizing that they were like that in real life. Yeah, that's just how they be. Yeah, that was pretty rough. That and was I a mean, rough time. I used to classify myself as a fangirl, but I wasn't like that. 
Yeah. Oh, I even classify myself as an embarrassing fangirl because, like, oh, I have, I have embarrassing personality. I have an thank you, love of my life. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (sighs) But uh, I was gonna say because I have nerdy tattoos, but I guess my my girlfriend has has more to say about that. Well, it can be both. (laughs) I was gonna be more subtle, at least. But you know, yeah. Regardless. Regardless, I always considered myself pretty embarrassing, but I never talked about knots in a crowded restaurant. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that's like, that's like the stories you hear about the fucking Homestuck kids, like, spitting into a bucket at a restaurant, or the Hatalia fans doing a goddamn Nazi salute at a Comic-Con convention. They used to do that that at fucking graves! Wasn't yep. that the Comic Con convention that was like across the street from like the Jewish, yeah, uh, this, uh, the Jewish community center, center or a synagogue yeah. or something? And uh, yeah, yeah, because that was. There uh, are some people in that photo who are covering their faces because they see what the other ones are doing and yeah. they don't want to be associated with it. Yep. For you more subtle Italia fans out there, I'm sorry. Mm. I mean, do they exist? I mean. I'm pretty sure they do. I've met a few people who were like, I like Italia, but I don't interact with the fandom at all. There's a lot of those people. I was that with Supernatural. Because I was just like, this is a fun show. And then I went out into the world and I was like, nope. Oh my god, did I ever tell you? I met somebody who legally changed their last name to Winchester. And had the handprint, the cast handprint tattooed on them. And mm-hmm. their first name what happened to be Dean. Um, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Where did you meet this person? At a convention. A they were dressed and they looked perfect. I went to compliment them because I thought their tattoo was fake. And they looked so perfect. Like, in general, all of it. It was just to the T. And I went to compliment them and they just, like, went off and whipped out their driver's license and yep. everything. Yeah, and Whoa. I was just you took a smack. You took a photo of it. I did because I had to show you <laughs> with your thumb over the address, and you were just like, "This motherfucker changed his name to Dean Winchester." I like, did. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! Can I take a picture? My friend's a big fan. They'll love <laughs> this." And so I put my thumb over the address and took a picture because they thought it was cool because they changed their last name and i don't i don't mean that to come off as shaming but i am shaming them a little bit yeah <laughs> like that is i get that weird stuff can resonate with people but i i have had some stuff that has literally changed and literally saved my life mm-hmm. and i have never for an instant considered changing my name to a character from a show i mean I have, but I went through a crazy phase where I really hated my name. That's fine. Uh, and I was, I was. And like, you were a child. Yeah, I was yeah, like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to change my child. name to Hermione. <laughs> Glad I didn't. God, no kidding. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Oh God. Just like I dodged the bullet of getting a Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> so I, 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 I propose that in a future episode we just sort of amalgamate some of the weirdest, cringiest, most awful fandoms and incidents in fandoms like Homestuck spit buckets and Mm -hmm. Nazi salutes. I have some great ones for the Supernatural fandom. Yeah, and we just go through sort of a rough history of of fandom drama. That would be fun. I have some stories. We could talk an hour about that. 
Yeah. I have some great stories. Supernatural was a humiliating fandom. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I remember when you heard it. I didn't even like to... That was why my tag was I don't even watch Supernatural. <laughs> I hate it. Well, I hated I remember, the fandom so much. I can remember. Uh, the year was 2010. Yep. And Supernatural <laughs> was pretty popular. It had been on for a couple of years. And... Uh, well, you and a mutual friend of ours were like, were like, man, I sure don't have any wish to ever watch Supernatural, the television show that's been going on for four or five years. Yep. And then within a year, both of you did. <laughs> like within a couple months. <sighs> yeah, they got me with the daddy issues, man. I refused. I refused to watch that show because of watching both of these people do that. These people, Kelty. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> Fuck, man. I've stopped talking to you now. I'm just talking to Kendra. <laughs> oh. No, okay. I'm still talking to you. I love you. Yeah. Despite Supernatural. Our friendship survived it. It did. My self esteem didn't. <laughs> mm. Well, there's no fixing that. No. I have this great story, though, of uh, telling a mutual friend that the first gun I ever shot was a Winchester rifle, because my my grandfather had one. Like, it wasn't, like, on purpose or anything. I was ten. That gun was as big as me. Anyway, um, I told them this, and then they insisted I was lying. <laughs> because I wanted to be like Dean Winchester. <laughs> Who, by the way, has never shot a Winchester rifle? I just thought I would bring that up. It just, it was something that I thought of because of the, the person who legally changed their name to Gene Winchester. Every and now and then I remember that person and I wonder where they are. How are they doing right now? Probably not well. They're probably very sad. Show's ending, yeah. Show's ending, yeah. The prime deep Winchester will soon cease to be. <laughs> but yeah, the prime Dean Winchester will cease to be. Good good way of putting it, babe. Yeah, solid salute to that fandom, man. No. <laughs> they never cease to stop amazing me. The things they do. On how miserable they are. I'm never going to forget. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't really care about rich people. But poor Misha Collins made the mistake of mentioning that his wife wrote the book on threesomes. Because she literally did. And then people were so aggressively borderline dangerous <laughs> with their thoughts on who Misha Collins should sleep with. And he regretted oh, yeah. it for, I'm pretty sure, still does. <laughs> That real person fiction gets interesting. I have a friend I've known for almost five years that was one of my in real life friends. The ones that you don't talk about fandom with. Mm -hmm. Who a couple months ago admitted to me that they used to read and write fan fiction for Dan and Phil. Dan and Phil, the YouTubers. Oh, dear God. And I was... I, I. <laughs> I was both surprised to find this out at this point in our friendship and also <laughs> sorry just a little disappointed in their taste <laughs> yeah just of all real life people 
to ship. Yeah. <laughs> YouTubers. Yeah. But YouTube is its own separate fandom. It's a whole horse of another color. I'm not awkward about RPF, and we're not going to get in as to why. I don't think that it's innately horrible. Like, y'all do you. I just tend not to read it because, generally speaking, it's also just really bad. It is just, by and large, of far lesser quality. And I also, I hate AUs, and every RPF ever is an AU, and I don't really know why, and I... I mean, at that point, it's just original fiction with actors that you have cast. Yeah, (laughs) and I don't really get it, and I don't... Well, we've all read some fics that we're probably ashamed of. Read. (sighs) That's okay. I was trying to help you save face! I'm not good at that! I lied about being a better liar! Uh, Well, on that note, did we talk about the thing? I think we talked about the thing. Okay. Well then, if y'all are interested in arguing any of these points, feel free to find me on Twitter and Instagram, at BlissfullyShow. And otherwise... This has been Bliss Fully Aware. I am Bliss. I, I'm i ending this very poorly. I'm not good at it's ending okay. this stupid oh, show. <laughs> you love editing, right? Until next time, y'all. Bye. I love you. Bye. I didn't Bye. threaten anybody this time. You absolutely did. Oh, only Ted Cruz. He's not real. Mm-hmm.